Welcome back to Because Radio. Robert Zirk here with you today, and I am now joined by the CEO of the Winnipeg Foundation, Rick Frost. Rick, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Great to be here, Rob. So it's almost kind of an annual tradition. We like to have a conversation about the Winnipeg Foundation's previous year and what's been going on, uh, what some of the highlights were for the foundation. The foundation held its annual celebration yesterday. So uh, we figured we'd take a moment to talk about 2019. But before we dive into that, I'm wondering if you can set a little bit of context for us and tell us, you know, where the foundation was coming from and how that set the stage for what we saw in 2019. I think to set the context, you probably have to actually go back all the way to the financial crash of 2008 when the whole economy of the country, the world really was so threatened by the housing crisis and the mortgage crisis or whatever started really in the States. All financial institutions, like the Winnipeg Foundation, were challenged because we're an investment organization and we've got a lot of investment. So if you look from the period from 2010 to 2014, we were our grant making kind of flattened out. We didn't, we didn't cut back our grants, but we were running about $21 million a year in grants. And during that period of time, investment returns were basically recapitalizing our endowments. And then we started in this upward climb that we've seen in the last five or six years. Um, where there's been a very steady growth, partially driven by the fact that spending rates are higher now because we're not capitalizing, partially because of new gifts, and partially because returns and investments have been uh, really strong in the last number of years. So going from that sort of $21 million base, we've we've seen a steady climb. Last year, we hit $41 million, which was a remarkable year from our perspective. And this year, you know, we're very excited, obviously, to announce $57.5 million left the Winnipeg Foundation into the community. It's just a remarkable number, over a million dollars a week, kind of going out the organization's door and into charitable activities. Um, So it's a real celebration time for us, for sure. It really is. And when you think about it, as you mentioned, on that weekly basis, that's incredible. Yeah, it's um, it's a, obviously a tribute to the donors who've built the foundation. The gifts that we were given back in, you know, 20 years ago or, or, or uh, back in the 1980s, 90s, all those gifts are still there and they're all invested and they're all generating uh, income back to the community. And um, so the net result of that is the, is this uh, cumulative impact of, of growing endowments. And um, we've got 4,000 endowments right now that are producing money. And, and, and that's obviously the secret to this. And it's all because of generous donors. Absolutely. And we've even seen the number of gifts increase as well. There was more than 8,800. Yeah, that's another amazing story. If you go back, um, again, I can go back 22 years now because I've been here so long. But uh, back in when I first started, we were seeing a couple hundred gifts a year. That would be pretty typical. And endowment gifts are kind of special. I mean, most people don't want to put money into an endowment. They would prefer to see their money go immediately to work. So an endowment givers are special people, unique people who are prepared to invest and do a sustainable strategy for the longer run. Um, but gradually, we've seen those numbers of gifts growing. Every year, when you look at our, our list of funds and, and any of the specific the, the funds that are attracting gifts, the median gift is always about $100. So it's people from all walks of life contributing to some cause that they care about that is represented by one of the endowments at the foundation. But those gifts keep accumulating and they keep, they're invested and they keep generating more money back to the community. Um, so that's the secret, obviously, can keep growing the endowments. Those gifts are 
as you mentioned, what allows the foundation to do its responsive grants, which the foundation is maybe most known for, but also uh, work on a number of different special initiatives um, that enhance the vitality of our community. There's definitely been a lot to celebrate in 2019, a lot of different special initiatives that the foundation's been involved in. Can you tell us about a few of the special initiatives and, and some of the major milestones from 2019? Sure. Just a couple. Uh, one of the ones that I hold dear to my heart is on the downtown green spaces. Uh, we've invested a lot in green spaces over the last uh, decade or so. Um, this year, we were able to officially open the Belvedere in front of the St. Boniface uh, Museum. Um, that project was a million-dollar investment, but basically its intent was to encourage the city to fix up um, renovate, I guess you could say, the waterfront on the St. Boniface side of the river. Because when you're at the Human Rights Museum, it's all beautiful, obviously, around the forks. But when you go across the river, um, the landscaping and that and the sidewalks, uh, the whole area had really uh, was really need of a facelift. And so we invested in the Belvedere, which was well down uh, Tache and basically encouraged the city to to uh, to fix up between Provence and the Belvedere. And it's made for a, a significant improvement in, in the waterfront along that stretch. So we feel very good about that. We're also invested heavily in some of the work at the Forks on Indigenous art pieces, public art. Um, there's two or three more to come and there. And I think it's exciting to see those pieces going up and the, and the improvements that's happening at the south point of the Forks. So the whole green space area is something that I feel feel very good about. We made a grant to the Wrench, um, which is a small organization providing bicycles to uh, kids. It was $20,000, sort of on the opposite side of a million dollar investment on the waterfront. We did a $20,000 grant, but the important thing about that, the milestone about that is it represented $500 million in cumulative grants over the history of the foundation. So it was a milestone grant, $20,000, but it sort of represented thousands of grants that the foundation has made over the years. We're very involved in the area of mental health. We've made a number of grants in that area, and at the announcement that we've just uh, completed, we're telling the community that we've invested $5 million in a number of initiatives um, related to mental health. Some of the ones that people would be familiar with are the Main Street Project or the Bruce Oak Center. But certainly we've also been involved with, uh, we've made announcements around Tamarack Recovery, Dakota Ojibwe Child and Family Services, uh, St. Raphael Wellness Center. There's a whole range of mental health, addictions, community safety type grants. And then we did something that's completely unusual for the foundation. We made grants, to totally discretionary grants, to organizations that are right on the front line uh, dealing with some of the safety and mental health issues. Uh, we gave them amounts of $50,000 basically to use at their discretion for whatever purpose they thought would best serve the needs of their local community. And we gave out a, quite a number of those, 12 of those um, yesterday as well. So it's a, there's been a whole strategy around how best do we deal with this whole question of mental health and safety in the downtown. So, I mean, those are some of the highlights that the foundation got involved with, but certainly quite varied uh, type projects for sure. In speaking to those grants in the areas of mental health and addictions and neighborhood safety, why is this important for the foundation to have an immediate response? Well, I think um, there's a number of issues in the city that 
that we face. I mean, we, we know that there's lots of projects out there that com- community organizations are coming to us regularly with grant applications, and they're all important projects. And there's lots of passion behind them all. But I think right now in the city, the only area that we're really referring to as being a crisis relates to the whole question of mental health services for people who are struggling with addictions particularly um, and the impact that it's having on services. It's overwhelming some types of services. Certainly a lot of the community-based organizations are, are feeling overwhelmed by the clientele that are coming in looking for supports and as a result we felt the foundation really had to put some emphasis on that. Our board was uh, very supportive of that. And so we were able to do that, as I say, within the context of the growth of the foundation to earmark some significant dollars in that area. And with the support of generous donor advisors uh, who work with us at the the foundation, we were able to get some significant dollars and still maintain the normal work that we would do in the arts community or working on the environment or all the other important things um, that people care about in the city. We've talked about many amazing things that the foundation has accomplished over the past year. I'm wondering if you wanted to mention a particular memorable highlight from the past year at the foundation in in 2019, if there's maybe one or two things that really stand out to you that we haven't already talked about. Well, I would say um, I'm really happy with the um, Endow Manitoba Initiative. We have been working with rural community foundations. Many of your listeners would have heard me said before that in Canada, there's 191 community foundations like the Winnipeg Foundation. And of those 191, 55 are in Manitoba. So every small town in Manitoba has a community foundation. And and what we're seeing is pretty remarkable growth out there. And so it's exciting to watch the community foundation movement in Manitoba just generally grow. Um, we had the 24-hour challenge. We raised a million dollars in um, across the province in that 24-hour period, which is all that money is going, as I say, into the smaller foundations. It's not coming to the Winnipeg Foundation. I think that that's special. We have a, a challenge program right now for small museums across the province, and we're having good success in creating endowments for small museums, which is with the support of the provincial government. We're very pleased with that. During the year, we had we entered into two very significant agreements with the provincial government uh, around the whole area of conservation, environmental protection, wetland and forestry protection. One's called the Conservation Trust, the other called the Grow Trust. But they're they're large endowments which um, will help protect the environment in the long run. So I think it's a real leadership move on the part of the provincial government, but it's also beneficial to the strength and the capacity of the Winnipeg Foundation to do our work in other areas. So from our perspective, it's a, it's a real highlight. The province also created a fund for heritage buildings, which is just really now getting off the ground and the criteria are, are, is not yet set. But I think it's also going to be a, have a meaningful impact because the endowment revenue that it generates will significantly augment the money that was available for that area. So those were interesting highlights from my perspective. Obviously, the total number of dollars that we got out the organization has to be a pretty meaningful highlight from my perspective. When I remember when I started 20 odd years ago, we were doing about four and a half million dollars a year in grants. Doing 57 and a half million dollars in grants is obviously a big change. It reflects again the generosity of Winnipeggers and and their uh, willingness to work with the foundation over almost uh, almost 100 years now to build the capacity of this organization. And those certainly would be some of the highlights that would be important to me. And it seems every year we have this chat, I'm always looking at the number 
and, you know, saying, oh, another record setting number, but I couldn't possibly be the same script next year. And yet, you know, a 40% increase over the previous year uh, in terms of the amount distributed to the community. That's absolutely incredible. And it really is a testament to the donors who their generosity really supports the work that the foundation is able to do. That's right. As you know, we support lots of different causes. The great the great thing about the foundation is that we are in all every part of the charitable sector. So it doesn't matter what your interest might be or what cause you're passionate about. You can do it through the Winnipeg Foundation. Of course, it's got to be an endowment-based strategy. So you've got to have that inclination that you want to do sustainable grants as opposed to sort of those immediate impact grants, which are really important. I mean, let's face it, we know that Every charity in the city wouldn't want to see every penny going to an endowment. They need money to run their day-to-day shop. They've got to keep the lights on. They've got to pay their staff. There's all kinds of immediate demands. So endowments are a piece of the plan. It's not the whole plan, obviously. But certainly, uh, when you see the growth and endowment impact, um, you start to have a sense that over time, it's going to have a very, um, a very meaningful um, role in the charitable sector in Winnipeg for a long time to come. So looking forward, we're now in a new year, new decade even. What can you tell us about what might be ahead for the foundation in 2020, especially you know, as we lead up to a very big milestone for the foundation, that being the centennial in 2021? Well, that's probably where I would go. And in a response to that, to that question, uh, 2021 is our 100th anniversary. Um, it's a very special year, obviously. You know, we have that kind of a milestone. There will be a few celebratory events, but basically we will use our support of the community as a means of celebrating our uh, 100th anniversary. That's why the Winnipeg Foundation exists. We're here to support community organizations, and um, our only reason for being really is to improve the well-being of our of our community. So we will use our 100th anniversary to find ways of doing that, and the next year I'll be spending a lot of my time, undoubtedly, figuring out exactly how that's going to look and what kind of special supports we can we can put in place. I'm not really expecting a lot of huge changes at the, at the foundation over the course of the next year. I mean, it's a very stable organization. Um, what we do, we've been doing for a long time, and we're not really going to change who we are or change our stripes. I think it's uh, going to be more of the same. It's going to be exciting, and uh, we're looking forward, especially to that 100th anniversary. Congratulations on another banner year, and thank you so much for uh, for taking the time to speak with me about uh, the Foundation's 2019. Happy to do it, Rob. Because Radio is produced by the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with 93.7 CJNU-FM. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes or subscribe to our podcast, please visit becauseradio.org.